0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. (sighs) Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
2: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
3: The reality we live in can be a very strange place Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in Unless we question everything Join me and the guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Icarus reality with Shane Jones. What is up, inquirers, and welcome. To the expanse of deep, open minded conversation. I'm the one they call Shane, and in today's discussion, we jump into the current situation the world finds itself in the global chess game, and the pushed agendas and programming we all find ourselves surrounded by. It's been a while since I've done a geopolitical conversation, so I figured it was about time. But before we get into all that, don't forget to go and check out the show across social media and video platforms. I am on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Discord always trying to build those up. So uh, any follow, any like, all of that is uh, greatly appreciated. And if you want to pop in specifically and have some awesome conversation with some like-minded individuals, don't forget about the Discord. Show it a little bit of love. Uh, trying to build that up. There's a lot more interaction going on with each passing day. And I know that you guys want to jump on the ground floor of that and to keep expanding it because I love talking to you guys. Love hearing what you guys have to say. And there's a lot building up and going on in the Discord. So highly, highly recommend going and checking that out. And if anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, or possibly having me as a guest on your show, or if you're interested in sponsoring the show in some way, shape, or form, you guys can get a hold of me through email or through social media. Instagram and Facebook are the ones that I'm the most active on, or you guys can email me at podcast at Outlook.com, or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form that says, contact me, and I will get back to you as soon as I possibly can. And I do respond to every single message I get, so make sure you guys check your spam or junk folders, make sure nothing gets missed in the process. And if anybody has an encounter to report, no matter how big, no matter how small, whether it's uh, extraterrestrial, uh, paranormal, cryptid-related, weird anomaly happening, any of that kind of stuff, I would absolutely love to hear about it. Uh, you guys can report your encounters to OMM Encounter Reports at outlook.com, or you guys go to the link tree and there is a specific submission form for that. And depending on what you want to do with your encounter, either one, I can read it on the show and give you a shout out, or I could possibly have you on as a guest to talk about your experiences on the show. Or if you're somewhere relatively close to me, then I can go and investigate it. Or if you just want somebody to talk about it with and you don't want it to get out to anybody besides us, that's totally possible too. Uh, We'll have some back and forth. Just uh, don't forget to email me and talk to me about your encounters. And uh, if you can't get enough of what I do, don't forget to go and check out Bizarre Encounters, my other awesome show that I do with my co-host, Oren. A little bit different than the format from this show. Uh, this one's all interview and open discussion-based, where that is all of my and Oren's Orin de- deep dives. And uh, we do have some guests on within the mix of course but primarily that show has turned to us doing our deep dive so if that sounds like something that might interest you don't forget to go and check that show out and uh, if you guys like the banter you guys like the back and forth that orn and i have on that show don't forget to submit some questions for bizarre inquiries that is the uh mini show that orn and i started doing where we discuss what if scenarios or any of your guys awesome listener questions and let it get into a long chain of discussion and uh At least for now, um, there will be one episode a month that gets posted onto YouTube and onto the normal feed, and all of the rest of the episodes for the month will be a Patreon exclusive. So everybody get a little taste of it, but if you can't get enough of it, don't forget to go and check that out as the Patreon exclusive if you want to get episodes of that every single week. But no matter what, if you submit a question, uh, even if it is a Patreon episode, if you are the person that submitted that question, I will get a copy of it to you because, of course, if you submit an awesome question, you will definitely get the opportunity to listen to the episode no matter what. And uh, if you guys want to keep tabs on everything I do all in one place, don't forget to go and follow Open Minds Media across social media. I keep a lot of stuff under that just because it makes it a little bit easier for me to keep both my shows in one place, such as uh, the YouTube, the TikTok, the Discord, and of course the Patreon. All of that is under Open Minds Media instead of specifically Inquiries of All Reality or Bizarre Encounters. And if you guys want to support the show, there's a couple different ways to do so. Number one that I want to build up as much as possible this year is the Patreon over there, you'll get not just this show, but you'll also get bizarre encounters, uh, bizarre inquiries, and anything else that I expand on. I recently updated a lot of those tiers. There is four tiers available, and there's a lot of new benefits involved with those. So even if you've checked them out in the past, don't forget to go and check them out now. Uh, hopefully, they will be a lot more user-friendly, and you guys will enjoy some of the new benefits that I'm offering, but definitely go and check that out. And there is also a free trial period for seven days for the uh, $3 and the $5 tier, so if you guys want to get a little taste, see what it's all about. Uh, that is definitely a viable option over there, but you'll get things such as ad-free episodes, early access to episodes, lives of episodes, live replays of episodes, which is the video format of it. Uh, you guys will also get exclusive merch store discounts. Uh, There's exclusive giveaways and there's special items that you can get only from becoming a Patreon member. That is some of the stuff that I recently updated because I know a lot of you guys like more of the tangible stuff. So that is definitely something that I'm offering as far as the Patreon goes. So I can't say it enough. Don't forget to go and check it out. See if any of it might suit you Um, because the only way I'm ever going to be able to do this full time and possibly get to do things that I enjoy every single day, put out new content for you guys every single day is if I keep building that up as much as humanly possible. And if you guys want to donate to the show directly, make it so I can get out to more events to be able to meet more of you guys, get new pockets of listeners. You guys can donate through Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, or Red Circle, which is the RSS host for the show. And if you guys donate uh, and it doesn't give you some type of option to leave a personalized message, uh, let me know what you guys donated. And of course, I will give you a big shout out on the show. And... Uh, The third way you guys can support the show is through the Open Minds Media merch Store. Over there, you'll find stuff for inquiries. You'll find stuff for bizarre encounters, uh, some other random crypto designs, some holiday designs, trying to expand that also as much as possible and on social media I do drop some random promo codes here and there so if you guys want to check that out and keep an eye out for the promo code don't forget to follow of course on social media and of course if there is anything that you really like you guys can join the Patreon and you'll get exclusive merch store discounts depending on which tier uh the higher tier you get the bigger of a discount you get so definitely a little bit more bang for your buck and get a little bit of both worlds and support the show as much as possible And number four, you guys can leave a review or rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify. Greatly appreciated. And if you guys leave a five-star review course, I will read on the show and give you guys a big shout out. But the only way the show is going to be able to keep expanding is if you guys keep leaving those awesome reviews and ratings and make it so the algorithm pushes the show up even more. Uh, Completely free way of promoting the show as much as possible. And I absolutely appreciate you guys for doing it. And of course, you guys can also share the show through word of mouth. If you think there's somebody that might enjoy a particular episode or the show as an entire whole, you guys can uh, even send them clips from the YouTube or the TikTok, get them into the show and I mean, that'd be really fun if it's somebody at your work, a close friend, you guys can discuss episodes of the show, get into some awesome, bizarre conversations. But the only way that's ever going to happen is with you guys reviewing, sharing, rating, all of that fun stuff with the show. And, uh, of course, talking about uh, some more people in the community that I would love to promote as much as possible, don't forget to go and check out I Know Squatch for all of your Squatchy gear needs. Uh, They have the awesome Creeper design and the Whoop design. Uh, For anybody that sees any of the video content of the show, 90% of the time I'm wearing at least the Whoop hat, but they have absolutely fantastic gear. They're always dropping new stuff Uh, Some of the new stuff that I actually recently received was this awesome camouflage Squatch hoodie that I'm currently wearing. I know that they said there's limited supply of it, but I'm sure if you guys ask enough for it, uh, you'll guys be able to pick some up for yourselves. Great quality. It's a super thin hoodie, but it's super duper warm because it's fleece on the inside. I really like it and it has the little embroidered creeper patch on it, so you ain't got to worry about overwashing it too much. You guys can just wear it as much as you possibly want. Like I said, I absolutely love it. I think you guys definitely will too. And uh, For any other cryptid-related gear that you guys might be looking for, uh, be it you guys want to find some Mothman gear, you guys want to find some Flatwoods Monster, uh, Wendigo, literally pretty much anything that you guys could possibly imagine as far as cryptids go, you guys can go and check out Joe over there at Crypto Theology. I know he is in between convention seasons currently, so he's going to be dropping a lot of new awesome designs over there, Um, and I know that he pretty much has... Any, of, any big cryptid you could possibly think of, he has multiple series for it. Absolutely fantastic. My closet consists of Crypto theology, I Know Squatch, and all of my merch designs. And that's pretty much about all I wear at this point. And uh, for all of my paranormal investigators out there, don't forget to go and check out the Chattergeist. It is the all-in-one paranormal investigating device. Uh, I use it every single time I go out. It's my absolute favorite. And if you guys have any questions pertaining to it, you guys can always go and hit up Barry over there on Dimension Devices. He is the guy that programmed and developed it so he can answer literally any technical question you may have on the device whatsoever. And I know he drops some random promos here and there, so that's always something to definitely look out for. Um, I know he has some stuff on YouTube from some other people that uh, if you guys want to see it actually in action and actually working. Absolutely fantastic. But if you guys decide to pick that up, don't forget to go and use my affiliate link. I would greatly appreciate it. It helps out the show like crazy. And uh, everything that I mentioned is all available in the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show, Steve Poikinen from uh, Slow News Day. How's it going today, man?
4: Fantastic. How about you, brother?
3: Not too bad, man. Absolute pleasure to have you on the show finally. I know a long time ago uh, we did an episode of uh, Big Dumb Inquiries back when Kyle and I were doing everything, but I figured it was about time to bring you on, and I'm kind of surprised that I hadn't already had you on after I had you on that show. Like I don't know what ended up happening there.
4: I, you know, it gets hectic.
3: I, I haven't slowed down
4: at all since and have gotten busier so i get it
3: (laughs) opposite of what your name would assume slow news day
4: (laughs) right yeah Yeah. there's a little irony thrown in there anyway so
3: it's okay (laughs) so uh, i guess a good spot to start uh for anybody that might not be familiar with your show your work or anything that you do uh, why don't you let them know a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your show man
4: yeah for sure so uh at this point it was uh january fifteenth, 2024 i'm I'm currently doing like four shows uh so i've been doing slow news day the longest has been i've been a little over five years on that um i was just trying to figure out a way to form a more complete picture of the world and a more accurate one and then i figured um that the best way to do that would be to have people on who are smarter than me and ask them questions. Uh, <laughs> you me both, man. <laughs> so I've been, you know, doing a lot of that and, and that's, uh, that's evolved into a number of different projects. Um, and I have a, a four day a week morning show, um, uh, that I've been doing for about two years now, almost two years now. Uh, uh, currently joined by uh, Chris Yannick from the Rained Out Rantcast. Uh <clears throat> And that's a lot of fun. Uh, I have a complete and total checkout from all of it called Blunt Force Wisdom, where uh, my, my friends uh, Sugar, Teal, and I get higher than a Christmas moon <laughs> and just kind of go in on some of the more ridiculous, you know, culture aspects of what's going on. Uh, and then I just started a show uh, on a platform created by Mr. Billy Ray Valentine and uh, Tony Arterburn called FreeWorld.fm. It's streaming radio. And I do a show there every Friday called The White Phillips Show. Uh, and I mean, it really is just, you know, the, it, it's always exploration of the world. It's always narrative deconstruction uh sometimes it's way more joke heavy Uh, sometimes it's way shorter and and way more guest heavy you know but uh this whole thing the the world fascinates me uh since i haven't really been an active participant in society society for a very 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 long time so it's uh uh it's a freaky cartoon to me <laughs> and i think it's really fun to examine and talk about and joke about
3: i'm with you on that one man you definitely stay busy with uh your five shows and stuff but uh dude i was going to say the world itself is just like a constant circus and it seems like ever since like the pandemic everything just keeps getting more and more ridiculous every year man and i'm kind of curious what uh 2024 is going to bring you got all those uh, predictions about World War III starting, and it seems like some of it kind of is lining up with current events that are happening now. But I'm hoping that it'll be more of like the the comical side and not so much like the war side. Because the last couple of years, of course, everybody gets mad about everybody's different opposing views and everything like that. But there's still like a comical side to it where if we're an all-out war, man, there's it's gonna be hard to try to find the joke within that. Other than of course the people that are running the show.
4: Yeah. I it, look it They're All of the people that you know we frequently discuss in terms of, of people in legitimate power or perceived power, they've all gamed out this whole thing you know, 2030, 2050. There's tabletop exercises every year, and all of them are adapting to what we're doing as we get more and more aware of what they're doing. So I don't, I don't think anything crazy. At least here is gonna, is gonna go. And when I say crazy, I mean like, you know, bombs dropping and significant body count or anything like, I don't, I don't see that uh, because there's, too many guns here. (laughs) There's too many you know what I mean? So at this point it has to just get more absurd. It can get more draconian. It can get, they can push for the domestic civil war that they want super bad. But at the end of the day, you gotta go along with it in order for it to happen. And I think that Uh, increasingly we're seeing people want to go along with it less.
3: I mean, yeah, honestly, it seems like there's just like a huge spike that's happening post-pandemic that everybody started really like waking up and realizing stuff. And I mean, as far as like what I'd fear the most as far as America goes is more so that the economy is going to get worse and we're going to end up hitting some type of another Great Depression. Not so much that I'm worried that there's going to be bombs or anything that are going to happen in the U.S., but... I mean, at least as far as the people go, I mean, I don't think that there's, like, enough people in the U.S. anymore that feel confident enough to, like, fight a war anymore. Because it's, like, even between, like, the whole, like, woke agenda side of stuff and then, like, the... I guess you could say just, like, the people that are trying to, like, live off away from everybody and not have to deal with any of it. I mean the back and forth when you guys are arguing like it's one thing people are all down for that but when it physically turns into something where people pick up their guns and actually start trying to fight each other i feel like that's like a whole different thing that a lot of these people that are like the most ridiculous on both sides are going to totally change their minds once they're actually like in that situation where it's like i think they're just trying to stir stuff up make everybody scared as far as the u.s goes but again i don't think there's enough people in the u.s that feel that feel that passionately enough that they're going to start a war within the u.s you know
4: that, that's fair. I think that there's
3: minimal will to fight
4: among most of the people that are doing the the arguing that it's as bad as it is. And it's, it, it's as bad as it is economically and in terms of the way the country's been destabilized and the way that it's being prepped for what appears to be an inevitable event with the number of people coming across the border and the number of fighting age males being the majority of the people that are coming across the border right now. Um, So I think that, I think that you're right. I think that in terms of, you know, Hey, you guys just hate your neighbor and do a civil war. I think that's just as much um, wishful thinking, trying to create a situation where people become more and more and more distrustful, uh, of their community, the people in it, and more and more looking for some sort of daddy government figure to step in and tell them who they should like and how they're going to get protected. And uh, oh, by the way, there's these nice young gentlemen here who are are you know originally from El Salvador or originally from somewhere in Africa. We've decided to make them uh, a deputy UN. Peacekeepers. Because you guys are getting out of line, but the people who aren't from here, who just got here, who we've been intentionally starving out and making hate you,
3: yeah, they're 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 more than
4: happy to get a UN paycheck uh, and sort you out.
3: I mean, at least as far as like all the immigration that's happening in the U.S. I mean, unless they made those people hate the U.S. citizens enough that they would actually start the war itself, maybe that's a possibility. And how a civil war could start is essentially like the immigration, the people that are immigrants in the country versus like the people that are already like born and raised here. Or on the other side of it, if they do start pushing towards this World War III concept, maybe part of the reason why they're pushing so much immigration into the country is a matter of the fact that they don't think that the average U.S. citizen is actually willing to go and fight any of these wars. But if you have somebody that you welcomed in with open arms, you set them up and all that stuff, then those people would probably be more prone to actually be willing to go and fight a war overseas in order to maintain their status as far as where they are now. And I mean, like, I don't know exactly how, like, the citizenship type stuff works, but I I know the process used to be kind of strenuous. I don't know exactly where it's at now, but, I mean, if they had immigrants coming into the country and then they pretty much offered to them that if you go and fight this war for us, when you come back home, you have a citizenship. I mean, you're going to have endless amounts of immigrants signing up in order to go and fight that war for them. No problem.
4: They, I mean, they've used that before, and then a bunch of them started getting deported left and right when they got back for their tour, and they were like, oh. Well, that's a trap. So word got out about that, and the military is way below their targeted recruiting goals now. But that's something that's, like, across the board uh, in at least the five eyes countries. Because I just had an Australian Army whistleblower on Slow News Day yesterday, and he was telling me the same thing. In Australia, their recruitment numbers have plummeted. Nobody wants to sign up,
3: they said that they've lowered like uh like what you have to do to get in now, like I've heard a few different people talk about that that it was only like the toughest of the most tough, and now it's pretty much like, oh, you can do a handful of push ups, good enough, come on, come and join us. no problem
4: <laughs> yeah, all of the standards dropped the uh the fitness requirements dropped um uh, the they've immeasurably lowered the bar for what it takes to be. You know, an actual fighting force, and and the result of that is a bunch of weird wokesters walking around as like generals. You know, positions of 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 serious military command. Not to mention, like you know what the uh, admiral of the NATO, all kinds of shit, and they're out there talking about we need to be more inclusive. We need to make sure that there's Safe spaces within the military where people are going through whatever they're going through be it gender dysmorphia or just having a bad day uh, have some place they can feel
3: comfortable to rain death
4: down on people armed with rocks in you know 17,000
3: miles away. I mean, there's constantly like the manipulation tactic where like. As far as I feel like our generation for the most part it was like war games. They made war look like it was super cool like you want to go and fight in it like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, like all that kind of stuff. But I wonder if now it's a matter of you have like the woke agenda happening in the country. So the people that are trying to go from like female to male for example, you know, they see they might be like being manipulated as like this is the opportunity to, to actually be able to prove yourself that you are a tough male, that you're this, that you're that. So I almost wonder if they're like manipulating their mind into thinking that in order to, again, be considered like a tough male, like they want to be like go and sign up for the military and then you you can completely prove yourself doing it that way. No problem.
4: Yeah, I did. There's all kinds of different manipulation tactics that they're throwing at people. And if you're going to go out of your way to psychologically break society over the course of 50, 60, 70 years, you're going to have a little bit of a a contingency or something gamed out for how you're going to recruit the freaking brain jumbled, fried, scrambled nitwits that pop out after generations of you know, brain chemistry altering pharmaceuticals and poisons in the food, air, water, and all of that. Then not to mention the slow drip MK ultra from mass media news. People are subjected to from birth. <laughs> weird.
3: Dude, I was even going to say too, do you think it's a matter of like, if you're looking at stuff from there being like the world stage, that it's not individually, it's country that there's, you know, obviously like people that are in charge of everything that are controlling everything and everything's just a giant, giant game essentially that uh, maybe the idea is that they're trying to knock the U S out of being like the number one, like world power. Cause I mean, like you got Biden, the dude can barely even talk straight 90% of the time. And when he does, he like tells these stories that are just completely out of his ass and everybody can completely tell that he's lying and just making up stories. Like maybe it's been intentional the whole time to like weaken the United States. And it's a matter of like China and Russia possibly becoming superpowers, probably more so if anything, I'd assume like China and like, I don't know, maybe there's some people that are in charge that, you know, they wanted to completely try to like, um, the, uh, the pipeline, they try to blow up the pipeline so that they try to make it so that those two wouldn't be able to trade back and forth as easy. So like, I don't know, maybe that was also a ploy too, in order to make it look like they have more of a reason to like actually start a conflict with us. Or maybe the intention was that this is how they said the world is going to happen, and there are some people that are still in charge of the U.S. that decided to do an evasive maneuver and pull that when that was never even intended to happen in the first place. And then you got Biden slipping and being like, oh, yeah, we didn't do that, but if we did, wink, wink, wink. (laughs)
4: Like O.J. He did. He pulled in O.J. Literally. Look, I'm not saying I did it, but if I did, here's a whole book on how I would have done it. Uh, so, okay, so so my good friend Charlie Robinson wrote a book uh, several years ago called The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire. And what we're experiencing, I, I've said for a very long time, uh, appears to be the relocation of the capital of the Roman Empire. Uh, you know, it went from Rome... Uh, eventually up into England and from England over to the U.S. And it looks like it's making its way uh, towards Beijing. But while all of that's happening, the world has become multipolar. And we've heard this term, the multipolar world, for a number of years now. 30 years ago, they were talking about how the 21st century was going to be Chinese, based solely on population alone. Um, in the, the inevitability of this reality, right, a multipolar world where de-dollarization is taking place regardless of how you feel about it, the dollar is slowly losing its, its you know, hegemony as the dominant world currency. Uh, we're starting to see uh, a rise of the BRICS nations, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, uh, as they become a unified economic bloc and the Belt Road Initiative and all of these things. The pipeline that you mentioned, the Nord Stream, that got sabotaged and blown up. That's just one aspect of global energy strangulation. The whole thing that's going on in occupied Palestine right now, where Israel's just raining down death every day, They're, they've been trying to get a pipeline of their own since 2012 uh, a little bit before that really um and that led to the u.s invading syria and that's why we've been occupying syria and trying to destabilize that country and overthrow assad because the pipeline that they want goes directly through syria and it benefits russia and china the pipeline that the u.s and israel want circumvents that and goes through Israel. They want it to drop off right where uh, Gaza has its, its shoreline, its coastline with, with the Mediterranean. It's intent eventual destination for that pipeline. Uh, but so much of this is just about control of global energy supply uh, with people who realize that oil is not uh, a a finite resource. So it's still all just strangulation.
3: I mean, it could be a buildup too. I've been saying this uh, on a few shows actually, that <clears throat> they're trying to just break everybody apart so much that you have like, you know, the Russia, Ukraine conflict, you have like the Hamas and Israel conflict. Uh, you have all the different stuff that's happening internally in different countries between this. Like, it seems like the middle class is going away and it's pretty much like poor. And then it's people that actually have money So if you're kind of getting into the new, like the new world order type of concept, I've been kind of wondering if the intention is that you shatter all of these different pieces so that everybody is in conflict with each other, even within their own countries, just everybody's fighting with everybody. And essentially you get everybody to a point where they don't want to be on a side anymore. They're just like begging for everybody to come together and actually be able to function all together again. And I've been wondering if we're in like a process of that, that you cause as much crazy chaos as possible so that everybody will set aside their differences and beg to be brought back together. And in turn, you can unite the world and create like a new world order that everybody voluntarily wanted to happen. Because that's how it seems like it goes with most of this stuff. You can't just force it. It seems like you have to manipulate people into them begging for you to do that type of stuff. Like perfect example, like 9 that everybody completely gave up their rights cuz they're begging to feel safe at an airport like you got to you got to manipulate people into a point where they want it and they think it was their idea to begin with and then it's like you have all the power you could possibly need at that point
4: that's it's why it's being set up to where you have obvious villains and obvious if not heroes at least anti-villains and so you've got a situation where People now know <clears throat> who, uh, who like, Klaus Schwab is, you know, from the World Economic Forum. People now have a face, a very James Bond villainy face, to go with some of that. They're, the Bill Gates is an easily recognizable villain. And if you're an anti-villain, you can be Elon Musk and you can still be eyeballs deep into building the the digital prison grid. And people don't pay attention to that because you're saying the right things about the obvious villains. You can be Tucker Carlson and come straight from mainstream media and go right to Elon Musk. And now you've got this whole anti-mainstream media on the internet thing forming up on X... With Elon Musk making it very clear, I want to reverse engineer the Chinese Communist Party's WeChat. And I want X to be just that thing. The everything app where you can't function in life without being on X. So all of your everything is going to be there. Whether you want it to or not, and you're going to pay because you have to live. And so he's telling you that and people are still telling him that he's a free speech champion and he's one of the good guys. Wow. He's sitting there sending up your digital surveillance grid in Starlink because it's a department of defense contractor.
3: I think we've gotten to the point now where there's not necessarily any good guys. It's all just people that are playing a character and playing a role. Like it's such a weird concept that you have like the anti mainstream mainstream at this point point cuz it's like they all came from the mainstream so like they're they're acting like they're fringe but essentially they're still mainstream and then you have like all these people that are playing like i said specific characters you got Biden who's just like the goofy funny guy you got Zelensky which is almost like Felicia from Friday who's just like can i borrow your toaster can i borrow this can i borrow that can i have some money please and then you got like uh just all these all these different uh, politicians they're all like characters none of them just seem like a normal average person they're all like so far off the deep end but they're still just like they, they're they're faking to playing certain characters like elon musk is like a prime example that everybody wants to see him as the heroic good guy but at the same time like you're saying he's working on Neuralink. like if bill clinton or not bill clinton if uh if bill gates came at somebody and said hey i have this idea for Neuralink." not one person would do it but you have this character Elon Musk that seems like he's relatable ever since he smoked weed on Joe Rogan's show that people just like want to like him because he's playing like that oh you know I'm I'm just a good guy you know when you know that he's got more skeletons in his closet than anybody else it's like yeah the good way to describe it is you have like the villains and you have the anti-villains and the anti-villains are still still technically villains they're just pretending to be the good guys sometimes depending on when it's more beneficial for them but everybody, dude, is such like a, a ridiculous character. There's no just normal people out here anymore. And then you got like a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, however old she is now, running around telling people like, oh, climate change, climate change. While well, she has multiple houses, she's got multiple cars, she's flying private jets places. Like, it's all just characters, man. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. It, and that's – it's something that, you know, if you're, if you're one to believe that every quote attributed to Albert Pike – was spoken by Albert Pike. Then, uh, yeah. Whenever the people need a hero, whether it's from this side or that side, we'll give it to them. There's uh, former CIA director William Casey, 1981, uh, who said, uh, "We'll know our disinformation campaign is complete when nothing the public believes is true." Well, that was <clears throat> 43 years ago. You know,
3: I I think we got there. I mean, even just connecting it with, like, the UFO stuff, man. Like, if it was, like, 50 years ago, and they're talking about UFOs on the news, dude, everybody would be flipping out and having a heart attack. Now it's, like, regularly, every couple weeks, something pops out that there's a new hearing, that there's been a new thing found, there's new surveillance videos, and, no, like, nobody seems to care besides like the community that's actually into that like the general population like isn't even paying any attention to that and like it's crazy maybe maybe they're intentionally placing it like that just to see if people will pick up on it to see how like ridiculous they can get but I feel like people just over the past few years have gotten to a point where it's like they're having so much shit flung at them that eventually they just get to a point where they just sit and just let it hit them and they're just they don't even it doesn't even phase them anymore
4: (laughs) you tell people oh there's aliens at the Miami mall Right, which is total crap. But, I mean, you know, they tried that a little bit ago, right? Just about a week or so ago. Aliens at the Miami Mall, most people are going, ah, I got a lot going on. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't live in Miami. That's not, I don't have those problems.
3: That's are aliens going to pay my bills for me? If not, then I don't yeah, really I don't,
4: care. They, <laughs> yeah, they just, they can't, they can't even be,
3: Bothered. And I think that,
4: that that kind of apathy only serves uh, the, the predator class, which is why, you know, I mean, we, which is why, why we all do what we do. But I think that, that most of us have at least come to the conclusion that we're not going to reach people that don't want to be reached. So it, it's just about trying to network and expand that network so that we can cross pollinate, get introduced to new people, and that kind of stuff. And then that's how communities begin and proliferate. Uh, I I think that in the midst of all this crazy shit, there's the perfect argument for a counter economy. There's a perfect argument for parallel systems, parallel societies, and that I think people have are slowly, you know, still slowly starting to understand the concept of of voluntarism and how that applies to their day-to-day life and how they could apply that with intent and make it a a much more, I don't know, um, easier to manage existence.
3: I mean, all the alien stuff could possibly even be the link of how they're going to start to try to, like, initiate all the World War III stuff is that it could be all just advanced technology that they're trying to kind of place a little bit of everywhere because you have, like, you know, the stuff in Peru, you got the Las Vegas stuff, you got the Miami stuff that they might just be kind of trickling it a little bit of everywhere so that it's in everybody's kind of mindset that there's all these uh, 10-foot-tall aliens, which seems to be like the regular thing when it comes to that. And then next thing you know, they're going to be trying to usher in and saying that that's our enemy, and they're going to use that as the reason for everybody to unite. And like at that recent gaming conference, they showed that... um, they're doing like presentations of like that giant mesh stuff that they could float in the sky and make it look like there's actually something there. I mean, it seems like we have all these different pieces kind of combining and putting together that I feel like it's going to lead somewhere and everybody wants to beg for extraterrestrials. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, I, I love digging into the alien stuff, but I think a lot of the recent stuff isn't alien stuff at all. Cause I mean, even digging into like some of the Peru stuff too, um, Uh, what's his name? Tim Alvarino went down there and he was talking to the girl who originally had like the the cuts on her neck when they tried to take her and she was saying that they were speaking, uh, they were speaking Spanish and then they're also speaking uh, like really bad, like somebody speaks English but trying to speak Spanish. So it's just like all these combining pieces. It seems like it's it's humans to begin with. And again, it's just like a ploy that they're trying to trickle it a little bit of everywhere so that it's in the forefront of everybody's minds. And it's not just like this alien stuff they're seeing on TV. Like maybe that's the intention is that it wasn't even to show like, oh, let's see how crazy is something we can put out and see if people actually pick up on it. But they're just trying to put it in the back of people's minds. So when they're ready to pull that card, then they have it where everybody kind of has this fear that they're trying to ignore that's in the back of their head that, you know, they don't know what's happening with all this stuff, really, because unless you're actually physically there.
4: No, I mean, that's fair. And, and in conjunction with, you get a different, you know, different set of aliens every couple of weeks now. In conjunction with that is all of the predictive programming movies that have come out, They Clone Tyrone and the Obama movie, Where they're like, oh, the grid's going down, all that kind of stuff. They've been sort of slow priming, slow simmering, uh, a blue beamy kind of thing, Project Blue Beam kind of thing. And, And when you talk about, you know, that's the thing that'll get people to put aside their differences or whatever. That's a component to Blue Beam is joining together as humanity under a one world government to fight them aliens and that threat. You got to have a a explorer expeditionary force that, you know, you can send off that never comes back and they can be heroes. It's a recruiting point, so on and so forth. It just it it basically writes itself. And that's part of the problem. When you're this predictable, then the the stuff doesn't work anymore. They throw aliens at people now. Because people are still going, hey, hey, how come when you guys talk about Jeffrey Epstein and you show us a list of names of people that we already knew, how come none of those people ever get questioned or arrested? They're like, oh, um. Aliens, (laughs) Aliens, <laughs> look over yeah, here. I didn't, I, I wouldn't ask him about aliens. I had a question about the child sex trafficking ring, and they're like, Oh, holy war! Did you see we started a holy <laughs> war? The, there's Houthis with drones. You got, I, I'm scared about Houthis with you guys. Just stop asking questions,
3: tunnel Jews. <laughs> okay. What was that even all about to begin with? Like, what? I, I still don't understand what was happening with that. Especially the videos that they're all coming out from under the ground. Like, what the hell is happening, dude? <laughs> I,
4: the more you actually ask anyone, the crazier the story gets. Especially if you ask anybody associated with the Chabad Lubavitch. The organization that owned the property that they initially started doing the tunnels under, nobody has an explanation for stained up mattress or stroller or cars and nothing like that. It's if you have questions, you're anti-Semitic. They said that these the, the official explanation so far is that extremist teens. Showed up at the Chabad Lubavitch headquarters, in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, and just started digging and carrying out dirt in their pockets, Shawshank style.
3: <laughs> Using spoons, hiding it behind posters. <laughs> I'm
4: a guess. And, and then when they got the tunnels expanded a little bit. At these extremist teens that apparently nobody in the organization could do anything about, have a chat with, or even be bothered to tell anyone about until they popped out of the tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. were extremists and we knew they were operating in our facility, but we didn't think it was important to tell anybody until uh, you caught us. <laughs> uh, but I mean, there were allegedly... They found tunnels that go from the building to a children's center, like Caddy corner across the street, to the women's bathhouse where they go to clean up after their periods. The the mikvah room, Um, there is a tunnel that went straight to there. They hired Mexicans to help them dig at least certain parts of it. Which I, I guess is, you know, just good business management sense. We're we, we <laughs> know, known, for, known for that. But I mean, at some point, you got to think that, you know, you're down there in the tunnel. All you got is your Shawshank spoon. It's really hot and the wool orthodox clothes. You're like, you know what we could really use down here? Mexicans. That would be helpful. <laughs> They'll hire us some of those.
3: Just go pick up the truck. You know how that stuff goes. Who wants to work for the day? Come on, let's go.
4: <laughs> you know. Yeah, dig, dig.
3: You know, they're
4: like, "Oh, okay." And then you take them down into the tunnels and they're like, "Oh, what's going on?"
3: <laughs> See, I mean, they were caught halfway through obviously what they're intending to do. So like I've been kind of curious if one if they were intending to make some type of like bunker possibly just in case like shit hit the fan. They all had a place to like hide like almost like an underground village because I mean you already have like New York on top of New York on top of New York. So you just have to get into there and it's just like you can keep going down. You can find full cathedrals down there. You can find some crazy stuff down there. Or the other side of it is that with all the different conflict going on, I was almost kind of curious if they were trying to tunnel to, uh, you know, like where the other side would be and be able to like possibly like plant explosives or something underneath. But I think it's a matter it's of like, they never got to their tunnel. finish.
4: <laughs> so like it's an escape tunnel, shit, it goes is an escape tunnel that goes all the way to Miami and it's the freedom railroad for <laughs> the good Shabad Lubavitch members. It's the Jewish Underground Railroad, and if it wasn't for some meddling kids, they would have got away with
3: it. I blame Kanye. Kanye was on him. He knew it the whole time.
4: <laughs> it's been a long time since we've been able to blame rap for anything, so why not? Why not? I blame rap. <laughs>
3: Oh my God, dude. And again, it's just a matter of like, look over here, look over here. And then even so like, what's like the top name on the Epstein list that everybody's talking about? It's Stephen Hawking, which is hilarious because first of all, the guy's dead, so he can't even defend himself anyways. And two, it's like they pick the most unevasive person they could possibly pick. Like you're trying to think about all these like sexual deviants that are trying to like have relations with kids. And then the one that you single out and pick out that everybody is fixated on is the one that can't even move the bottom half of his body. So it's like, well, like other than obviously this guy has had endless amounts of income. So he could like essentially pay to have anything done in front of him that he wanted to do. But he's like he's like the only one that wouldn't have been able to actually like physically like do anything to these people. But that, again, is everybody what everybody's fixated on. So even within that list, they're like, look at this one. Don't look at the other names. Look at this one. This one's crazy. (laughs) Let's
4: take it one step further and recall that Epstein had a uh, really crazy transhumanist repopulate the world agenda. That he was working on through people at MIT and Harvard. Steven Pinker is involved in this. But like the Joe Rogan guest list highlight reel in terms of scientists and people involved in AI and stuff like that all got Epstein money. And so nobody's hearing about that when we discuss this case. Even that is a distraction you know what I mean? Because there's still the the whole Zorro Ranch never got freaking searched. Nobody ever went there in an official capacity to go, what the heck is going on here? We've heard some things. That didn't happen. That property sold recently, I believe. The never a proper search of the Manhattan property, all sorts of uh, Florida properties, And then there's the fact that everyone knows Jeffrey Epstein was linked to Mossad, the CIA, the FBI, MI6, because Robert Maxwell also is, there's a book about Ghislaine's father called Israeli Super Spy, but he was also working with MI6. He owned a giant media outlet. In the UK, he was their second largest media owner for a number of years. Robert Maxwell, Glane's papa. You know, old Jeffy's mentor, one of them. It's just none of that is discussed. All the while, there's another Epstein release. Nobody, at least nobody with a platform of any significance is going, hey, <clears throat> you know how Robert Maxwell is Glenn Maxwell's dad? Do you know? Remember when he died, there was a guy who said the blessing at his funeral. It was his personal lawyer. His name was Samuel Pizar. I am positive because it's true and it happened that that is current Secretary of State Antony Blinken's stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just not something that gets
3: brought up. See, everybody's linked in with each other, man. And I think Epstein was just one of many and he just flew too close to the Suns. So they had to take him out. But I think that he's one of those people that plays a role where essentially what he's trying to do is collect blackmail. And on top of the fact that you said that, you know, Julian Maxwell's dad owns the media company, that's like the perfect access to pretty much any production equipment you could possibly need in order to like record these people doing this stuff like i mean like a lot of crazy stuff's come out about like hugh hefner like i even think hugh hefner was one of these people playing that role and he just played it correctly where he got all of the fame from it all of the money from it but he kept all the other stuff under wraps where you have people like epstein where every single time he got caught for anything dumb he's like do you know who i am do you know who i'm capable of do i know what this do i know that so they're like all right this guy has too loud of a mouth we got to knock him out and in turn. I mean, they could be taking out some of the people they intended to on the blackmail stuff anyways. I mean, the names that are probably released may be people that they're like, all right, we got to give them something. And the names that we're going to release are people that we've been kind of meaning to kick off anyways. We don't really want to deal with them anymore anyways. So, you know, they're keeping the good names hidden. And then they're releasing the the names. They're like, fuck them, whatever. They're already at the end of the run. They're all old. They're whatever. Just knock them out. We're done.
4: <laughs> to, to your point, then, how nervous would you be if you know that you're not one of the names on that list but that you should be?
3: Makes you you wonder what they might be trying to pull on you.
4: (laughs) How willing are you going to be to play ball over the next few years? See, I'm just wondering when
3: the next one's going to pop up. You might even start dating a football player. (laughs) And I mean like did they they release the the Clinton's names on that list, right? Or was that not Bill actually Clinton's officially on. released?
4: Yeah, Bill Clinton's name's on the
3: list. Okay, so so it's the ones that they're trying to knock out essentially, because like Hillary, after she lost the last election, they, I feel like they were pretty much like, all right, we're done with her now. Everybody knows that she. East kids the whole drip video went all all across the deep web they're like all right These ones are already done like get rid of them We're going to keep the young names protected because now we have more time to actually be able to use these people to our benefit Especially considering that we're trying to like manipulate around the world with all these different tech people And I mean they make it seem like it's like a club though Like you can't join the club unless you pay the entry fee and the entry fee is having some type of blackmail tape on you That they can use at some point if they need to because it's like you see the same thing within hollywood so it's like there's a group of this that's doing it for Hollywood means, and then there's a group of it that's doing it for political means, but I think that there's another guy behind that that's controlling the people that are doing the Hollywood stuff and the people that are doing the political stuff, and he's the actual chess player, and he's moving all the pieces and controlling media and politics all at the same time, or whatever group happens to be above that.
4: Yeah. Well,
3: there's there's a handful of different things
4: that are going on to support all of this, what, what you're saying, Shane, and one of them is uh the queen of denmark just abdicated her throne stepped down i'm not not gonna be queen anymore my my son frederick who's gonna be frederick the 10th or frederick x right fred x is now the the king of denmark king charles is considering doing the exact same thing And I believe it would be the 10th William. It'd be William X. We've got X as the everything app. And they're meeting at the WEF this week to talk about Disease X. Uh, It's just the whole thing is very, but there is this sort of transfer of power. That's coming from the the absolute dinosaurs. The to like the Diane Feinsteins and all that. Who knows how long Diane Feinstein had really been dead? In whatever freaking House of a Thousand Corpses Muppet they were rolling around in that wheelchair for however long. I don't you know, who knows? Who knows? Who long who knows how long the Queen of England was really dead before they were finally like, Oh, that's right, Lizzie's not with us anymore. You know, it's, I don't, I I don't know, I don't know, it seems like, seems like the Queen of England was not, I don't know, I think there's a couple of fake Joe Bidens too, so what do I know?
3: Yeah, you want to get into the earlobes, man, everybody wants to call that bullshit, and it's either one, it's some type of mask, or two, it's some type of stunt double, but, like, you have, like, Castro, for example, he had how many different doubles, like, Saddam Hussein had a ridiculous amount of doubles, So it's like you you bring up that concept about the detached and unattached earlobes and everybody's like, oh, no, that's just crazy. That's just some conspiracy theory. But it's like even in the most base premise of it, like all these political leaders have doubles. So it's like clearly there's something weird going on. Like a guy just doesn't have attached lobes one day and then detached another day. Like there's multiple people. And it seems like one is a little bit more coherent than the other one. So I feel like they try they have Joe Biden, he's the he's the, the one that doesn't make any sense half the damn time. And when he has good days, they push him out on the stage, and then he ends up making himself look ridiculous, and then next time they have to push out the guy that actually is somewhat, you know, knows what's going on. And it seems like you have the one that gibbers and doesn't say any actual real words, and then you have the other one that talks out of his ass and makes up stories, and that one seems like it would work as the potential double for Joe Biden because, of course, he wouldn't be telling the truth to his stories because he's not Joe Biden. He doesn't know his stories that he grew up with, so he just has to pull them out of his ass and hope that they, they work and that they come across and make his point.
4: <laughs> the, whole th- <clears throat> the whole thing's crazy because none of them look like the original <clears throat> Joe Biden. None of them look like, look a shred like Joe Biden from even when he was vice president. None of them. They all have different shaped faces. Their eyeballs are in different spots. Their fake hair, but the visible receding hairline is all in different spots. Earlobes, unattached earlobes. Sometimes it's a pointy nose. Sometimes it's a little bit more bulbous. I, did, I don't, I, it's, it's getting to the point to where I'm, I'm not sure if any of these clowns that we see uh, in media or politics uh, is a legitimate entity. I don't, I, it's really difficult to, man. You know, I think uh, Dan, Ed, well, i Dan, I want to be very, very clear uh, of what, what I mean when I say this. Um, I think that the vast majority politicians and business owners have, actors playing them when they come on TV that we've been seeing, you know, AIs and deep fakes for several years. And that when they let you know January 1st, January 2nd, Hey, Mark Zuckerberg and all of these other, you know, rich assholes are all building bunkers. That means they're built. Now, the conspiratorially minded people would go somewhere towards like Hollow Earth or Antarctica or something like that. I don't know. I have no idea. No, But I know that they tell you they're in the process of building bunkers. They're built. Uh, and so are we even really seeing any of these people? I don't know.
3: See, I mean, even on the other side of that, too. I feel like we're going to get to a point where like, we already have like the hologram type of technology. You see those like box things where it looks like the people are actually standing right in front of you. So it's like, it's a matter of time before we get to a point where they say, all right, for these political figures, safety, they need to be somewhere else and they don't need to be in these rooms. Everybody's going to think they are, but we're going to project them into the room for their safety. So if there's any shooters, anything like that, nobody can actually know where they physically are. So once that happens, how long is it before they're able to just like track a body over somebody? And then you could essentially use people's faces that aren't alive at all. Or, you know, the president could have died two weeks ago. And I have some other guy that's filling in the spot. And rather than it being an actual double, they're just like copying the image over and coming out and pretending like they're this person. But I mean, even digging back into the Biden stuff, I mean, I like to point out the fact that you look at him back in like the 90s, 2000s, and he's fully coherent and he's very like anti woke agenda. Like there's a lot of stuff where he's saying like marriage is between a man and a woman and that's all it should ever be this, that, this, that. And then you have him now where he's so like, Oh yeah, it's everybody just do whatever they want. And then, you know, we're going to do that thing. And you know, my dog that one time, like he just, he doesn't make any sense. And he's completely contradicting the views that he's had since he started politics up in the beginning, up until he became president. Then all of a sudden, all of his views completely shifted. And I mean, you know, some people's opinions change over time, but when you're an old dog and you're set in stone and you've had your same views for like 60, 70 years, you're not going to change them now. So it doesn't make any sense that his views completely changed off the hand off like completely. Like, again, it's just a matter of time before we get like the holograms and they won't even need these doubles for Biden, and then they can just have him essentially saying whatever they whatever they want. And he may not even be alive or hidden down in a bunker can I, somewhere.
4: Can I share a screen real quick?
3: Do you mind? I,
4: I have you seen the presentation where Ahmad Rashad gets scanned
3: and put into a live NBA game? No, I didn't see that. You you can share the screen. I think it should be on the, down the bottom. But I mean, even with like uh, with like celebrities, though, like you had like that that Elvis show that they were doing. They're trying to bring back like the Tupac hologram. So it's like we're seeing it already with entertainment. So imagine what the possibilities could be for like political people versus like entertainment. That the technology is going to be way more advanced for political use than it would be for like entertainment use.
4: Exactly. And check this out. This is uh, I think twenty twenty. If I remember right, it's twenty twenty two.
0: All right, man. Let's see it. All right. All right, Ramon. So, um, Stan, kind of. Put your hands down this way a little bit right, right. is any of this gonna hurt no no, no. all right so <laughs> he's like no no should come up all right so now I'm gonna uh, walk around you and just scan your body right yep all right literally on a the phone shirt you wore today is that the one you're gonna wear all morning <laughs> is that we're in Utah the jazz wear purple y- you used to wear a suit so did the Vikings <laughs> <laughs> all right this is almost over all right, hang in there. I got to step back just to get your full body. All right, Sam. I'm almost done. Almost done. You're up. People see you on the screen. Don't be so nervous. I'm uh, nervous I about fall. you I'm, taking I'm to go backwards. <laughs> That'll be the end of it. <laughs> All right, smile for a second. Yeah. All right, got it. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Painless. All right. I got it. All right, so now come over here. Let's look at this screen. So now we're going to go back, just so you can see this. Go back into that mode now. We're out in the app, and now the menu is going to come back up. And so, look, we've inserted you in the avatar selection, and then see where the red that's going. You could choose different players. Yeah. So then we're going to pick Horton Tucker, and then where that where Horton Tucker is. So this would be in a live game. You will be inserted into the game. You'll be making all the same movements he was, but it'll look like it's your body. Does he have my skills? We'll, we'll see. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: <laughs> all, all right. You ready? Yep. All right. So go ahead and roll that. <laughs> There's that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's when I'm done. As' when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dude, think about where sporting events could go with that type of technology. Where, like, we have that separation now where it seems like, again, there's like the poor and then the people that have money, and there's not much of a middle class. You get these athletic games to a point where, like, the average person can't necessarily afford them. So then you have these elites are the only people that are at the games, and everybody else is seeing it on TV, they're betting on it, and they're just losing all their money because it's a completely fixed game. And even if like a theoretically like a player gets injured at some point, you could just have somebody else fill in for them, put their body double over it. And the average person watching at home would wouldn't know any of the difference. And then, I mean, even past sports, like imagine the capabilities of what you could do with that. And it's literally the guy walked around him scanning him on a phone. It wasn't even like any type of fast, like weird device or anything. It's just a, a camera on a phone. Like that also makes you worry about all like the face tracking apps and everything that everybody uses on like Snapchat, Facebook. Like I've been adamant about not ever using Snapchat or using those like filter things on your face for any of those apps. But it's like, just imagine there's already probably databases of everybody's faces. I mean, even like us just doing podcasts and having our our faces on video here, like they could easily scan us. Like there's probably a database that has almost anybody. And then imagine the blackmail pa- capabilities you could do if you ha- were like, all right, we don't like you, we don't like you, we don't like you. We're going to call you domestic terrorists. I'm not a domestic terrorist. I've never done anything wrong. Yeah, but you're being too boisterous. And look, over here we have this video of you going into the Capitol and shooting two different politicians. They're like, I didn't do that. They're like, well, it, look, it looks pretty clear to me. <laughs> Lots unpacked it,
4: it, there. <laughs> I, well, I try to be pretty upfront about the kind of degenerate that I am. You know, what I, mean? I, I try to be pretty upfront about what I've done in my past and, and what my life currently is. We discuss things uh, on a couple of different shows, you know. So there's been able to develop uh, a relationship as a, a somewhat public individual to where if anything comes out that is shocking... It's going to at least to the people that matter, they're gonna know that that's fake. Now, what that does for me, whatever else, dude, if you want to deep fake me into what it's not gonna happen, it's just not that's not the I, I don't know. I see the potential for it to go super weird, I also see the potential for it to get regulated so fast that nobody believes any of this shit anymore you know what i mean it's such a wild west thing with ai with the ability to just create a a digital to create well everybody has a digital twin right that's a familiar concept i Mm -hmm. think you know, all your whole life online and all that kind of stuff. There, there's a a digital replica of you, based on your input to the whole digital world. Um, so, just based on what we've all already given up, make a million
3: of us. I mean, the other side of that too could even be the fact that, like, you have these uh these tech these tech people that were more than likely involved in Epstein's Island or other places that are very similar to Epstein's Island. So knowing that they have that blackmail on them, they could be the people that are trying to develop that technology. So that videos of them actually ever came out. They're like, Oh, well there's this technology that exists. Anybody can be put into any video. Like I almost kind of wonder if it's like a counter thing where the intention is that if any videos ever come out of anybody, they can play that card now.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And, all you have to do is be like no look here's an app that we wrote and it shows
3: you what's fake you know and then how are you who counters that it just scans yeah. certain I've faces and puts innocent every time
4: <laughs> yeah I've, I've seen a number of different you know websites pop up that are like "Spot this ai do that blah 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 and sometimes you put it in and it works and sometimes you put it in knowing that it's an ai generated image and it passes
3: I mean, that stuff advances so quick though, too, that it's like when AI pictures first came out, you always look for like the weird fingers and it's already like past that point where it's not doing the weird fingers anymore. So if they're just now showing this technology to the public and maybe people can get to hear the difference, it's only a matter of time before people put input in, even just commenting on videos saying like, this is fake, this is fake. And that just lets them know what more to improve on to get it to a point where it's like trackless and then you can't tell the difference. So it's like the technology comes out and technology advances so quick that you may not believe it now, but six months from now, it's going to be significantly more advanced than it was because of everybody's input. And then you may not be able to tell the difference. Like even like the AI voice stuff is starting to get better where it's starting to do like the half words because that was always my way of telling is that people start talking, they'll stop, they'll take extended breaths. The AI voice wasn't doing that. Now it's getting smart enough that it's trying to be imperfect to sound more like a human where it'll, uh, 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 uh in the middle of talking or it'll it'll, 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 do that and like go to start words and won't quite finish them and lead into it. Like that's significantly advanced in the past couple, couple months too.
4: <laughs> we were having that conversation this morning on the show. One of the things that we've been doing is, is playing these AI voice bits as they progress and pointing out the things that they're improving on so far. I I haven't my
3: own AI detector
4: works better than the websites.
3: Yeah, trust your gut. That's what it comes down to.
4: We played uh the the gnarliest abomination I've heard in a very 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 long time, which was AI Carlin, AI George Carlin. We played that this morning. And it it doesn't really sound like him. The cadence is all wrong. The joke structure is all wrong. But the, the program, the way that you could hear it take a breath, the way that it was trying to work up to a sort of Carlin-esque, I don't know, the whole rhythm structure and the way that, that Carlin would uh, just keep going while he was naming off stuff, There was a spot that was kind of like that. uh, And just make sure that the point was driven home. Um, But the jokes were terrible. They were bad. And it was not convincing. But the
3: program
4: was very impressive. And that's freaky.
3: I said, even just putting in your little bit of input, saying, like, it doesn't quite sound like him. You know, if AI picks up on your inputs that you're putting in, even if it's picking up stuff through microphones, like you're now giving it the opportunity to improve itself because you're giving your opinion on the performance that it's doing. And I guarantee you it goes Saturation back and forth like that. It's
4: going to wreck it, though, because there are so... What it's doing is it's trying to take all of the jokes and then make something out of that. It doesn't, it doesn't know how to create. It just knows how to you piece can, together. You can repeat jokes, but it doesn't know how to write them. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a totally different animal. And AI or advanced language learning models, because we're not at AI yet, but advanced, that's a marketing term. But the, the large language models aren't there yet. They're working on the next phase Which is uh like the large general model. Um, we did a a story on that a week or two ago. I can send it to you after the fact. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that's yeah, that's uh uh, that's the next development and that's incorporating uh, a bunch of new things. um, that does take it to a, a much freakier level. But we're just we're we're not there yet. Did you hear, listen to
3: any of the Cat Williams interview? Yeah, where he was starting to kind of like out a bunch of different people? hmm Which part are you talking about specifically?
4: My favorite part <clears throat> of that whole interview, and I loved like basically every minute of it. My favorite part is when uh, Shannon Sharp is asking him if he's you know nervous about, getting God or being canceled, pushed out, Luminai whatever it is. And he looks at Shannon and he goes, uh, Satan cannot create anything. And that includes blessings for his people. Yeah. And that statement to me was so freaking powerful because it applies perfectly to the AI it applies perfectly to these WEF goons. It applies perfectly to the Elon Musks or the Mark Zuckerbergs who have never created anything in their lives. They're thieves and fundraisers, and they give things to people to reverse engineer, but they can't create. And so when people think they're getting money from Hex, That's not uh, a blessing that's been created by Elon. That's you getting further and further and further into your own digital enslavement and you paying to decorate the walls of your digital prison and boasting about
3: it. Ain't that the truth, man. And I mean, even just building up with all of that stuff too, I've been saying it on the show too, with the whole like, um, You know, you can be whatever you want to be. If you want to be an animal, you can go and be an animal. If you want to be the opposite gender, you can go and be the opposite gender. But there's like real world applications to that where it doesn't necessarily pan out like the people intend it to. So if you get people to a point where they're all kind of like not exactly where they want to be, but they're kind of like in this in-between state, then all you got to do is roll out this virtual reality that's like, hey, man, you want to completely be you know, an octopus one day and then one day you want to be a cat. Well, you can completely do this in this virtual reality and you are physically that nobody can tell any track line, see anything different. You want to be the opposite gender, but you don't want to have to worry about taking all these pills, taking all this, doing all these surgeries. All you got to do is go into this virtual reality and you can live out the complete life of a female down to everything. And they'll probably get it to the point where it's sensations too. And it's a matter of like, you make somebody's people so uncomfortable in their physical bodies and in their own physical reality Even with just everybody having conflicting views, that you offer this place where either one, they can be around a bunch of people that have the same views as them, or they can be whatever they wanna be inside that world. And I feel like there's a lot of people, they're gonna end up choosing that, no matter if you're on the woke side, if you're on the non woke side. Like, there's, if you give people this idea of like a heaven within a system, like people are gonna do that in order to just feel like they get to be where they wanna be and be who they wanna be, even if it isn't actually tangible and real. It's like that whole Matrix concept with the steak, you know? Like, I know it's not really a steak, but it tastes pretty damn good all the same, you know?
4: It tastes so good. Yeah, there was a, a Dead Kennedys album called Give Me Convenience or Give Me Death back in the 80s. Uh, and that's, it's you know, uh, that record's probably 40 years old. But it's it's so, that's what's been pushed on everyone. And I a very good friend of mine, Sarah Hall, a long time ago, said nobody's going to get mad enough until they lose their couch. <laughs> as, as long as people got a couch and they got that Netflix or they got that Amazon Prime, whatever, the people have been programmed into diving into the distraction and never dealing with anything that bothers them because there's a pill you can take or there's a credit card you can get or there's, you know, this, that, or the other method of checking out and not not dealing with it. And then that gets people into this helplessness mentality. It gets people forced into a scarcity mindset and it has them grasping for any sort of competent looking or sounding authority or anyone who's going to promise to help take their pain away or ease their burden
3: and they'll sign over their entire being
4: for that comfort
3: I mean even with all the political stuff too I mean like you know like there was the whole split like during the last election or two elections ago when it was like Hillary versus Trump where everybody was like I can't live in a world with the other one all it'll take is even just an election like that, where people feel so passionately about either side that they're like, I don't want to live in a world with this president. I'm going to go to Canada, like everybody was saying, and everybody, nobody ended up doing that. But you know, all it takes is that you can say, hey, you don't agree with the president. You don't want to live in this world. Go in this virtual reality, and you can create your own world where it won't matter who's the president because you can do whatever you want within here. So that's even just another way to keep pushing that forward, too.
4: It really is. And it pushes forward the transhumanist agenda, pushes forward the destruction of the family, It pushes forward a depopulation agenda, because who's going to bang if you got to go actually meet a human, talk to them and deal with them in real life when you have a fleet of perfect partners that you've created in the metaverse? And really, who's going to understand you if you're a space unicorn cat octopus, you know, unless you've created your own perfect matching space unicorn cat octopus.
3: I just want to be groped by some tentacles, man. That's all I want. And nobody can give me that in the real world. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, this kind of went a little bit crazy. I definitely want to have to uh, – I'm going to have to bring you back again because I know that we were kind of time-pressed a little bit because you got another show coming up. Uh, but that being said, also, i like to leave with uh, words of wisdom. So if there's any words of wisdom you might be able to bestow on the listeners today, what might it be? It doesn't have to be this way. It, that's the truth. It doesn't,
4: doesn't have to be this way. Uh, and it can stop immediately in your world. And you can talk to other people about it stopping in their world. And there's to almost all of this hinges on uh, currency, almost all of it. And, and we don't have to use their made up imaginary ones and zeros and fiat currency. We don't have to participate in their. Two to four-year rituals where they select a, a bunch of kid diddling weirdos, who, who they tell you are going to go make decisions for you. Now we don't have to do any of that. We don't. We don't have to eat their poison. You can have a handshake relationship with the person who, you know, produces your your food, raises and produces your food. You, no, you not just it doesn't have to be this way.
3: I mean, we could go back to the trade and barter system, but I feel like there's a lot of people that have spent so much time with this digital future, they don't necessarily have anything to like trade back and forth. So it'd be kind of hard for those people. But I mean, essentially though, if everybody stopped playing the game, the game can't be played anymore. You know, like it's just a matter of actually standing up and making it happen. You know, a lot of people have this idea that they want it to happen, but there's not a lot of people that are actually doing anything about it. They're just content staying in the same mundane existence every single day, just because, I mean, m- maybe part of that is the fact that they're so distracted, just trying to stay afloat. So they don't really have any other choice, but I mean, that's, that's, that's a role that they kind of stuck them in. But again, you go into these like whole break off society type of ideas, as far as like, you know, meeting with your farmer firsthand and trading your good for this, for that and back and forth. It's just a matter of like organizing and making it happen. And if anybody wanted to do it bad enough, they could make it happen. With the hope that, you know, they won't try to label a domestic terrorist for trying to function away from their system. <laughs>
4: right. Well, you know what? The, again,
3: <clears throat> do, do it,
4: be that, that example. There are other examples that you can draw from right now in real time of people who are and have done this successfully. We highlight them on the show all the time. It, it, it's a matter of r- realizing that the thing that you know that's fundamentally wrong, you're correct about that. And, and that nobody is coming to save you, but you, and that there are a lot of people who are willing to lend a hand and help and, you know, there are networks out there, but you you have to go be motivated to do that. There, nothing's going to really just fall into your lap. You, you have to find some Some
3: get up and give a damn. Ain't that the truth. And uh, for anybody that might want to come and check out your show, possibly keep updated on all the new current events happening, all the crazy stuff happening in the world, uh, where can they come and find you? Where can they come and find your shows at? And where can they come and follow you at, man?
4: amwakeupshow.com. For absolutely everything that we're involved in, it's uh, it, the AM Wake Up show is Monday through Thursday. That's on Rockfin and Rumble. Slow News Days is on Rockfin and Rumble. Uh, AM Wake Up, really, the thing that I've always would tried to, to do with it is, is give it like an old-school radio show feel. We have a huge Opie and Anthony fan. From, from back in the day. So we'll have, you know, friends and, and comics and shit like that drop in on the show. Uh, Whitney Webb is one of those people who hasn't been scheduled for a year and a half and has dropped in nine or 10 times. <laughs> you know, it's just, that's just how that works. Um, and uh, yeah, it, you you get your news six to 18 months early. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully hopefully you have a lot of laughs on the way but yeah everything we do you can find through amwakeupshow.com there's fantastic gear there's a newsletter you can subscribe to there's a whole bunch of uh, affiliated and you know uh friends and family artwork and stuff like that and it's a a really cool thing we got going on you should check it out Definitely. A fantastic telegram group too. It's the happiest place in the world. tme dot slash AM wake up.
3: And I'll include all those links down in the show notes. So everybody can find everything quick and easy. And of course, definitely recommend going and checking out all of Steve's stuff. And uh, man, I appreciate you making the time to come on today. We're definitely have to set something up when you have a bit more time and uh, make sure we reconnect and don't go a year and a half without totally forgetting each other exists, man.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on.
3: If you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review or rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify. And of course, if you guys leave five stars, I will read on the show and give you guys a big shout out. And if you think there's anybody that might enjoy this particular episode, I don't care if they're a friend, I don't care if they're an enemy, I don't care if they're just a random colleague, you might know. Share the shit out of the show because that's the only way that it's going to keep getting pushed up in the algorithm and make it so that more and more people are able to see the show. And anything you guys do, I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate and uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever, you guys can do so through social media. Uh, the ones I'm most active on is Instagram and Facebook, of course. Or you guys can email me at Increase of Our Reality Podcast at Outlook.com. Or you guys can go to the link tree and fill this submission form all the way at the top. Or if you guys have any encounters that you'd like to report, no matter how big, no matter how small, I would absolutely love to hear about them. We can keep it between us. I can promote it on the show a little bit and we can talk about it, uh, but we'll have some back and forth. I might even be able to come in and investigate it depending on where you're at, but if you guys have any encounters to report, you guys can do so to OMM, encounter reports at Outlook.com, or you guys know the link tree and there is a specific submission form for that that says report and encounter. So don't forget to do that. And uh, everything that I've mentioned is all available in the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation, and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.